Hey, welcome into the Coach Bo Knows Podcast here on the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the O'Connor Advisory Group Studios. Check out all things O'Connor Advisory Group at oagks.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at Coach Bo Knows Show. Check out the Facebook page to search for Coach Bo Knows Show, and you can email us at Show at gmail.com. This is episode 54.5, and as always in the point five, I'm joined by the legal counsel of the Coach Bonos podcast, the token girl. She has great legs, but an even greater mind, my co-host, Ellen Wingenter. Ellen, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty well, pretty well. Feeling better. You know, last yeah. week, we had to take, I had to take the 0.5 off last week with COVID. And um, it was a little, I had a couple of rough days in there, but nothing too bad. I, I didn't have like the shortness of breath and stuff like that. Just a cough and it was in some fever. Well, at least I'm, you're on the mend. That's I good. feel old. I feel so much better. Listen, we're recording this Friday morning. The last three days I have felt downright good, which is good. Awesome. I'm back to normal. Well, normal for whatever I am. Good. So, Hey, a lot has gone on since we last chatted. So we're going to get into it here. We're going to talk a little football today. And we're going to talk about the queen of England died. We'll get to yeah. that. First, I want to start out with Did you watch Thursday Night Football? I did. Oh. Um, I watched most of it. I watched the first half pretty closely. The second half was a little bit more scattered, but yeah. it was nice to have it back on the TV. I think that's how that first game, I think that's how all Thursday night games go. We all pay attention to the first half. And I even think it's the same thing on Sunday night. We pay attention to the first half. And then because of the, how late the second half is, uh-huh. we all kind of get like, well, we got to go to bed. We got to get ready. If you have kids, they get the kids to bed, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I was kind of a scattered brain in the second half, too. And that's when the game went from being, you know, good to just a blowout. Yeah, it, it really did. I was kind of surprised that they hung 21 so quickly. Yeah, Josh in Allen in the second half was incredible. And mm-hmm. the Bills just. You know, I, you probably heard I did. I picked the Bills as my as a Super Bowl. I was a Super Bowl pick. I picked yep. Josh Allen for MVP, and I, you know, he did nothing. First half, I was like, oh my god, I picked this guy to be MVP, <laughs> but I wasn't going to overreact. And then second half, I was like, ah, I feel good about those picks now. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. Even with college football, it always takes a week or two for everyone yeah. to actually get into game speed and really figure out what they're doing. Yeah. Um, we're, we're into it now. We're into football. We're full on football, which this is my favorite time. I love football season and we have the end of baseball coming. So some cool stuff happening there the next few weeks, but yeah, I really want to focus on football today because we're getting into the first real, the week, first weekend of the NFL, the first, what I call real weekend of college as well. Cause now we've seen everybody once. Yeah. And the best thing you can tell about teams is how they go from week one to week two. Mm-hmm. Like teams that get better, most everybody improves from week one to week two. You haven't been hitting anybody else. Now you're hitting someone else. Yeah. Sometimes you play well, sometimes you're not so well. And we tend to see teams even out. So uh, I always find that to be interesting. We're going to talk a little bit as we get into, we are, I wanted to mention we do have a new sponsor today. DraftKings is our sponsor this week and bringing us the podcast this week. I want to thank DraftKings. If you go in our show notes, if you're in Kansas or Colorado or any of the participating states that DraftKings is in, 
you can take our link. If you deposit um, a deposit of, of $100, any deposit 25 or more, they're going to give you a free bet equal to your deposit. If you go over $100, they're going to give you an extra $100. Okay. And on DraftKings, you can get a special free bet based on which state you're in. In Kansas, if you do it before Sunday, you can bet the Chiefs to go over 0.5 points. They just got to score one point. And you get double your money. That's cool. And you can post up to $50 on that. So I've already posted my 50 up on that. <laughs> good to go. I'm going to win my 100 and uh, so I implore everybody, check out the show notes, the link in there. We are also weekly going to have a uh, pick segment where we're going to pick. Each of us will pick a couple of games. Um, I, I know you listen occasionally to Tyler Jones's podcast, and I'm on there each week. We do a pick segment. We got to pick 10 games. Mm-hmm. Tyler chooses the 10 games, and I do awful on it. I was three and seven last week. Ooh. But I don't pick the games. So there's right. not, I said this week, I said, there's, these are the games I wouldn't bet on. Right. Of the games last week, I said I wanted to bet on two of them. And I did bet two of them and I won both. Nice. Uh, when I bet last week, which I love it here in Kansas. Now we have sports gaming all last weekend. I just set my fat butt on the couch and did some things around the house. And then what played way too much on my phone. Right. I was five and two in picks last week good start to the season yes and i used and the thing that's cool on DraftKings, did it on DraftKings and on another site when you can do live game in in game betting it's like the sunday night game i didn't want to bet on lsu as much as i like lsu Mm -hmm. i like the spread three and a half so i waited and at halftime i jumped on lsu plus a bunch of points and i kept using the free bets and i won all of them nice because they you know they only lost by one and I was getting like six and a half, eight and a half, ten and a half. I was like, it's going to be a one square game. So it's all said and done. Yeah, that in-game betting is fun. Yeah, it, it can be a little dangerous. And I will say, you know, we, we proposition this to people. We talk about it, you know, only bet when you can afford to lose. Be careful. Yeah. Don't go out there trying to think you're going to beat the casino in the long run. It does not happen. There's a reason these companies make a lot of money. It's the reason why DraftKings is a huge public company. It's the reason why all these other gambling companies, MGM and, mm-hmm. and Barstool is part of Penn Gaming, they're, they're all out there and they're big companies that do very well to the bottom line for a reason. The house so always gonna, wins. Yeah. If you put 10 bucks in the game to make the game more interesting, that's worth it to me. Yeah. But don't listen to Coach Bo and, the, and the Ellen and think, hey, <laughs> we're going to make you guys rich. That's not what we're doing here. The only way I can make you rich is if you become a client of a advisory group. <laughs> and you got to put the money in to do that. So, yep. yeah. What's new with you? What's going on in your world? Uh, not a whole lot. You know, we're just uh, same kind of with you looking at football and fantasy football and trying to figure out uh, where we're going this season. So I uh, want to give an update. We were going to have a f- fantasy football league for the Coach Bono's podcast. Unfortunately, I got COVID, and we were trying to struggle to get the last couple of teams together. So we had an even 10. I got sick, and I just couldn't do it for a few days. So I just – we had to scrap the whole idea. I apologize to those who – if anybody wanted to hear it, tough shit. We'll talk <laughs> fantasy. But I will tell you, it was very freeing last night to watch a game and not even think about fantasy football. Yeah, I mean, it's super nice. Yeah. Uh, 
it it's kind of fun for us just because it it draws the fantasy football portion draws Nicholas in a little bit more because he ended up handling my draft. But um, I believe there might be some suggestions coming your way, a la uh, weekly drafts. So yeah, maybe something to think about. Yeah, and and that's another thing that our partners at DraftKings can do is you can play daily fantasy, you can play weekly yep. fantasy. Any of those things, they're all available in the DraftKings app. So check that out as well. Um, yeah, and and I I may get into the daily fantasy at some point, but I kind of like just throwing twenty bucks in a game here and there. Yeah, it's nice. I had I had the Bills last night. I was not sure on that, so I made it one of my free bets. But I was uh, I was happy to cash that. So. Right on. Um, I will each week give a couple of picks. And I've got a couple of picks this week. So we're going to get those out of the way. How about okay. that? Um, we were talking on the Jones report. We did a bunch of picks. And fortunately, there was actually two games in the Jones report I had to pick that I love this week. Mm-hmm. Both college. The NFL week one is the hardest thing in the world to bet for me. So I'm being very careful with how I play the NFL. But there are two underdogs in college football this week that I think will win outright. Okay. I love Baylor this week, and I love Houston this week. Okay. Um, Baylor has – They're sitting minus three against uh, – or BYU is minus three. Yeah, BYU is the favorite. I was, I was trying to make sure it was BYU. Um, yes, Baylor's at BYU, three-and-a-half-point yep. underdog, depending on where you're at. Right now you can get three-and-a-half to take Baylor. Um, I like Baylor. I've I put money on Baylor plus three and a half. I've also taken them outright on the money line. Houston is plus three at Texas Tech. Yeah, ESPN is carrying them at uh, Texas Tech at plus four or plus four. It's four. moved a little bit now. Yeah. Um, Houston plus four is a good bet. And again, I like the money line. I think Houston and Baylor are both going to win on the road. Nice. The, the big thing I think people see this week is people will look at the teams that overperformed week one. Texas Tech was one of them. Uh-huh. Now, I took Baylor mostly because I think Baylor's going to go undefeated. Okay. I've said, I think Baylor's going to go undefeated, win the Big 12, and I think they're going to the playoff. They have they have the best de- – they have one of the best defenses in the country. They have the best one in the conference by far. They can score enough points. And BYU, that'll be a well-coached game on both sides. Yeah. It'll be kind of middle scoring. I wouldn't touch the over-under on that, but I I like Baylor is so well coached with Dave Aranda. I like what they're doing. And with the experience they have a quarterback, I'm I'm taking Baylor. And then yeah, Houston, I, was, I think. Go ahead. Oh no, I was uh just gonna say, kind of just glancing at the the games, I think something else to keep an eye on is that uh Texas AM Appalachian State game, because I don't think that App State's gonna lose by 16. That was one of those games that I just, 19. you know, App State played really well last week. And I was yeah. like, mm, it, that's one of those kind of trap games to me. I was one of those, I wouldn't touch it. Um, I don't disagree with you. And if I was going to go one way or the other, I would go with App State plus the points. Yeah. But I, I specifically told myself I wasn't going to bet that game because I just wasn't sure. Um, that was something I didn't have a strong, strong feeling. I think a and is one of those teams that can play their way into a playoff. Mm-hmm. App State's really good. And last week, they just they just rolled North Carolina in the fourth quarter. They scored yeah, that was ridiculous. The 
And but they also gave up 61 to North Carolina. So yeah, it's gonna be a high scoring game. And I just don't know how I feel about it. Obviously, when I get teams like that, I usually want to take points, not give them. Mm-hmm. But if anyone's gonna roll up 40 in the fourth quarter, and App State just did it. You know, can they score 21 in the fourth quarter and do a backdoor cover? Right. You know, something like that. That's what I can see. So, yeah. I will say the team that impressed me the most last week, uh-huh. Notre Dame. They played a tough game. Man, I, you know, I, you know me, I'm not I a know. big fan. But boy, the team I was most impressed with was Notre Dame. And it was because they went into Ohio State and they slugged Ohio State around. Yeah. They did exactly what you have to do when you're not as athletic as a team. You got to muddy the game up and you got to keep punching. Notre Dame is physical, especially on defense. Mm-hmm. They had a quarterback that was a real quarterback. And <laughs> let me say, let me rephrase how I said that a real quarterback, meaning a top echelon recruit kind of quarterback. Right. You know, what a top five team should have as a quarterback. If they had that, they would be a legit top five team, not just a top five team because of Notre Dame. Um, but I was super impressed with yeah. how well they played, how physical they played. And that's a that's their, their coach. That's that defensive coach. That guy's the coordinator who becomes the head coach. Awesome, awesome how they looked against Ohio State. They yeah. CJ Stroud looked bad. And um, I'll join your congratulations to KU. And I, that would be another game that I would look at with a 13 and a half point spread to throw some money on KU going into West Virginia and maybe surprising yeah. some people. I'm, I'm a little bashful on KU. I don't want to overthink week one. Sure. Because Tennessee Tech is a really bad team. And, but KU did what they're supposed to do. They were 30 point favorites and they won by 40. Yeah. That tells me something. And fuck Devin Neal, man. I mean, he had an 80-yard touchdown. The guys, I mean, he was unbelievable. Yeah. And they've got a they've got a committee at running back. By the end of the season, it's gonna be Devin and, and Kai Thomas. And those two guys are gonna just be super athletes at running back for them. Um, I wanna see what KU does this week. If KU, I think KU can play well and play with West Virginia. Yeah. If they do play that game close, I might jump on them next week. Okay. It's next week they play Duke? Uh, that sounds right. Yeah. The Duke game is the one I'm going to look at today. I was looking a couple weeks on the schedule. There's, sure. There's four. There's three or four games I think I said that I really like their chances in. And I'll give anything for KU to beat Texas. Oh, they play Houston next week. Yeah. Okay. That's true. Yeah. And I and wouldn't they, touch that game because Houston. Yeah, and then they played Duke the week following. That's what it was. And then the week after is homecoming against Iowa State. Yes. The other game, I think I mentioned this on Monday's pod, the other team, I, I watched that UTSA-Houston uh, game last week. Oh, yeah. I watched almost all of it. That's two good teams. That's why I like Houston so much this week is that – if you had seen UTSA last year and Houston last year, they were both really good. Mm-hmm. And the quarterback in Houston is great. Um, his name on top of my head now. But um, they played extremely well. And people will say, well, they barely won. They won in overtime against UTSA. But UTSA was a top 25 team most yeah. of the year last season. 
and they're a really good team. That was a well-played game on both sides. And I think that that'll be UTSA plays Army this week at Army. Ooh. And Army runs that triple option. So they slow right. the game down and make you grind with them. Mm-hmm. And you only play a triple option team once a year. It's hard to play defense against it. Sure. But the nature of the offense, they can't score a lot of points. So I think they mean the better athletes to do at UTSA. So I'm like, I kind of like that game too. because It's only a two-point spread. Oh, that's fun. So that's uh, one of those under, underground ones that people aren't thinking about. Um, but yeah, I, I was also going to ask, did you notice that uh, Georgia won big last week and Georgia yeah. moved ahead of Ohio State in the, rank, in the rankings? Yeah, I mean, I watched most of that Georgia game and it was just, I don't know, it was kind of gross how much of a blowout that was. Yeah. Do you think that's more that Georgia's just still really, really good like they were last year or that Oregon's really bad? I don't know. Um, I think it's definitely one of those week one games that you were kind of talking about that you can't believe the hype too much because they tried to do some of these marquee matchups that are supposed to be great and they don't necessarily pan out. So I'd rather see Georgia against a little bit more even competition before anointing the whitest white boy quarterback in the country, you know, a Heisman. So he's the reason I did not pick Georgia to go to the the playoff game. Yeah. Is Stetson Bennett the second or fourth? We're not going to do it again. Yeah, and especially after Georgia lost eight starters to the NFL. Yeah, eight I mean, guys it, drafted in the first three rounds. It's it's a lot for them to lose. So let's see what they do. You know, the first couple of weeks in in conference play. Yeah. Now, to their credit, they've had top recruiting classes. They've had top five recruiting classes each of the last two years. So the guys there that they're putting in there are four star guys. Yeah, five star guys. I mean, there are guys who have played already. They've been, but I Stetson Bennett Jr. is or it's the fourth. It's not. <laughs> well, I think we put the four. The four. Um, yeah, the fourth is not going to be the guy. It, he didn't have to be the guy last year. So that's why they won. They right. The football well, and they had they had the best defense I've ever exactly. seen in football. Yeah. So I, I was surprised to see Georgia moved ahead a little bit just because of the nature of the blowout. But I think it has more to do with Oregon. Because if we look, like going back to last year, Oregon had the big game week one, they beat Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And then they just kept going downhill all yeah. long. And at the end of the year, they got blown out twice by Utah. It was like the same team. Right. And then they went and got Bo Nix to be their quarterback. And SEC fans will tell you that Bo Nix is not that good. He's tough. He's tough as a $2 steak. But he ain't that good a quarterback. And the well, thing he's going to the yeah, early interceptions yeah. showed that. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Um, on to the NFL for this week. Is there anything you are especially looking forward to or just the whole thing? Tell me about what you're thinking about for the NFL. So you had Thursday night's game, talked about it already, Buffalo winning. What do you think coming up for Sunday and Monday? I mean, I, I'm, of course, looking forward to the Chiefs, uh, just seeing what they kind of come out with. Yeah. The table setting is always super interesting. And of course, you know, you've got Mahomes going against his college coach and they haven't played against each other. So that's always a fun sideline. Um, but beyond that, like, 
there aren't any games that I'm super excited about. The Bucks Cowboys Sunday night should be pretty good. Of course, the Broncos Seahawks with that trade with Russ going back to Seattle. Yeah. That'll be interesting from a storyline perspective. I'm glad to get the Manning cast back, frankly. Yeah, yeah we'll need uh, it for that game. Yeah, I've I've missed the Manning cast, surprisingly. But <laughs> it, you know, it's I think the first week's gonna be kind of rough. Yeah. Well, there's a couple storylines. You have Russell Wilson going back to Seattle on Monday night. We have Tampa going to Dallas on Sunday night, which mm-hmm. I know a lot of people like both those teams. I, I think I've gotten caught up in the warts on both teams. Fair. There's, there's warts on both of them. 44-year-old Tom Brady who takes, takes 11 days off in the middle of training camp. By the way, I heard a rumor on why he took 11 days off. Why is that? Supposedly he got hair flux. Good for him. Yeah. Hope they work better than they did for my cousin. (laughs) Yeah, I don't bother anybody. Do what you want to do with your your body. I don't care. I thought it was funny. Took time off during training camp to get hair flux. If that's indeed the truth. Sure. Uh, I've been a lot of rumors in this world the last week. Um, I want to see what the Bengals look like with their new revamped offensive line. Mm-hmm. If that offensive line is good at all, they're going to be better than people think. And then we have uh, Baker Mayfield going back to Cleveland. Yep. His first game in Carolina. I don't think any of these games are like, ooh, can't miss games. Like the most competitive two games to me, I think Thursday's night game was, was supposed to be competitive and it wasn't in the second half. But the competitive games to me look like it's Green Bay and Minnesota, Tampa, Dallas. And I think you can say Kansas City and Arizona, but I think the Chiefs could go in and absolutely roll Arizona. I fully agree with that assessment and hope it to be true. Yeah, I I, I could see it being a, a six point game or four point. If I was if I was going to half the bet, you put a gun in my head, I would take the Chiefs and lay the points. But uh, if it was going to go, if you figure on the extremes, it could go. Mm-hmm. The extreme that's going to go most likely is the Chiefs just throttle the the Cardinals. Yeah. The Cardinals with no no DeAndre Hopkins, you know, putting more on Kyler Murray's plate. We'll see what happens. But the Chiefs have some warts too. I mean, no how their how's their offense going to look without Tyreek Hill? You know, um who's going to step up and be that who's going to replace Tyron Matthew, those kind of things. So uh, it, it'll be interesting. Mm. Um I think the Chiefs I made the prediction already. I think the Chiefs are not going to win the to win the West. I think the Chargers will. I think the Chiefs will be a game behind them. I don't think they're going to be bad. No. I think we'll also see a small regression in Mahomes because they're going to make him be more of a standardized quarterback this season. Mm-hmm. But I think that's going to make him a better quarterback. It may even be the second half of the season he's better. But it, for the next 10 years, he'll be better by taking a small step back this year. A little less of drawing up stuff in the dirt with Tyreek. Yeah. Is going to be better for Mahomes in the long run. Makes sense. And forces I, him to read the the defense yeah. and go through his progressions. Yeah, and not just not just rely on his athleticism and his big arm. I mean, yeah, you can do that for a while. And he can do that successfully still for a number of years. Oh, sure. But, but he's not gonna be able to do that when he's 35. If he no. wants to have a Tom Brady kind of career, which I don't know if that's what Mahomes wants necessarily. We don't know. I mean. But that's sort of some of my thoughts on that. So, um, yeah, I just I, I find it interesting because 
there's going to be someone who's going to get shocked this week. Someone we don't think is going to lose who's going to get beat. Yeah, and somebody's going to have a breakout game yeah. that no one was really expecting. And then we're all going to look next week and go, oh, shit, this team looked bad. And they're going to look great next week. Right. And the team, it, it, the Rams could be that team. The Rams looked horrible in the second half. And Jalen Ramsey was targeted eight times, gave up seven catches. Yeah, it was, you know, it was tough. It was bad. But well, I don't want to be on the Rams schedule next week. We do the Rams play next week. Rams, play, oh, Rams play Falcons next week. Okay, go ahead and take a mortgage on your house and bet on the Rams next week. Poor Marcus. <laughs> they are going to murder Marcus Mariota, and the Rams are going to get killed, or the Falcons are going to get killed. Um, yeah. Watch the Falcons beat my Saints, and then everyone is going to put money on the Falcons plus the points next week. Oh, absolutely. So I can totally see that happening. And if the Falcons beat my Saints, I may have to turn it on my beer. We, we better lose. We better not lose this Falcons team. See, outside of outside of the Southeast, that game doesn't mean anything. I know. But there is nobody. If you're a Saints fan, there's nobody you want to beat more than the Falcons. Yeah. And the Falcons hate the Saints. Yeah. No. I mean, it's it's the built-in rivalry. Yeah. Want to jump in? We're going to talk real quick about a, one of our other great sponsors this week. That's DoorDash. Okay. DoorDash is with us again this week, and he's got this new thing. Look here. Football season's here. What are you going to do on Sunday? Going to stay home? Order some pizza? Order some food? Have some food brought in? Watch football all day long? There's no better way to do it than DoorDash. You can go in. You can get stuff from your local restaurants, corporate chains, anything you want that's local. You can get it all on DoorDash. And if you use our code right now, our, our link in the show notes, you're going to get $10 off each of your first three orders on DoorDash. So for the next three weeks, you're going to save $10 every Sunday when you, when you order food on DoorDash by watching the NFL. So do that for me. Do it for Ellen. Do it for both of us. Hey, send us food if you want. And, and do it with DoorDash. It's for new users only. And look, here's the tip. A lot of us have DoorDash accounts. Get a new one. Use a different phone number. Use a different email address. Whatever you got to do, take advantage of it. Thank DoorDash for sponsoring the show. Get out there. Order something. All right. One of the other things I want to talk about is we had something historically big happen this week, but it's not historically big as in, oh my God, our world's coming to an end. We've had a few of those in the last year, you know, mm-hmm. politically here in the United States, but um, Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth died. Yeah. 96 years old. Yeah. And Look, that's a good run for anybody. 96, you, you know how I do things. If someone dies, I ask how old they were. If I hear certain ages, I go, hell, that's a good number. I'll, I'll take it. For sure. 96 is a number that is absolutely incredible. And I, we're thinking about it. Um, I was watching CNBC because we uh-huh. have, in the office, we have it on during the day. And they did a report about, about the queen and they were showing all the pictures. And I had it muted during it because I was taking care of something for a client as well. I kept glancing up and I was seeing pictures of her with every president. And I mean, it was going back to Kennedy. Yeah. 15 presidents starting with Truman. Yeah. And I was the only one she didn't meet was LBJ. Yeah. And I was like 15 presidents. Yeah. And I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, she was the longest reigning monarch in history. Yeah. History, like in the whole planet. 
Yeah. How old was she the queen? 70 years. 70 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of us, a lot of us aren't going to make it 70 years. She was the queen for 70 years. And I know there's some people and and I'm guilty of having some fun with it on Twitter this last 24 hours. There's been Irish Twitter and Black Twitter who have gone after the Queen saying sure. some of the historical stuff. And, and I'm not here to defend those or to defend the Queen. What I'm going to say is it is tragic. I mean, the Queen of England died. I mean, that's it's mm-hmm. tragic when he might die. But at the same time, this is someone who has seen a change in this world and been a figure in this world for 70 years. I mean, think about that. That's to the 1950s. Yeah. I mean, it's wild. I, I saw someone or a number of people comment, you know, hate the monarchy, but appreciate the queen. Yeah. And that's a well way of putting it. And I think that's a fair statement. I mean, yeah. she did, she came in during the time of radio, transitioned to television, to Twitter, to yeah you know, uh, a very modern age. And I'm not obsessive about the Royals. Some people either. are, Yeah, I'm not. but, uh, you know, I watched Charles's statement that was released this afternoon or this morning. Oh, I haven't seen um, he's going to be a different ruler and they're going to have to, it's going to, I don't know. From a geopolitical standpoint, I think the changes that are going to happen, because I think there are member states of the Commonwealth who will now leave. And so the idea of the United Kingdom and the Commonwealth are going to change dramatically over the next five to 10 years. Oh, wow. Okay. Who is next in line if Prince Charles? I mean, Prince Charles is 70. What's that? William. William's next. I get the boys mixed up. So yeah. which one is which? Um, but Charles is also the oldest to ever become a monarch. That would make sense. I mean, yeah, he's, he's what, like 71, 72. I thought I heard he was 73. I, I could be wrong. Yeah. Don't quote me as the gospel. Yeah. I think I heard he was 73. Was that like, sounds about right. Wow. Uh, but yeah, his mom was 96. I mean, yeah. you do. And he's waited his entire life. He, he thought he was going to be king 30 years ago. Right. You know, and so you got a lot of work to do if you thought you were going to have that job 30 years ago. Well, and just think of the the controversy surrounding Charles with, you know, his second wife that he was having an affair with when he was still married to Princess Diana. And Princess Diana is held in a whole nother league than just yeah. about any royal person ever. Yeah. And I think a lot of us Americans, especially men, we don't really understand that. I mean, I understand. I don't. I do understand her, how she, why she was held in a particular high regard uh-huh. because of who she was and how she carried herself. Right. I think that in my case, what I don't understand is how the monarchy in the UK is there. There's really no power to it. There's zero power. Yeah, they have no power. So why does it really even matter at this point? Well, and that's but, what, yeah, yeah I mean- it's wild because Tuesday she swore in or whatever they do, a new prime minister. Yeah. And then she died the next day. Yeah. Or two days later. And you're just kind of like, 
okay, I guess she didn't really like Boris Johnson. I like the pettiness. I'm here for it. Congratulations. <laughs> but all they, yes, all the Royals do is they sign things because they are the head of state. They collect a shit ton of tax money because they get paid millions of dollars and the taxpayers keep up all their various estates throughout the kingdom. Yeah. I understand where a lot of folks who are negative toward the queen mm-hmm. and, her, and, and there's kind of the good riddance kind of stuff with her yeah. passing. I understand where that comes from with what the, the monarch represented for hundreds of years around thousands the world, of thousands <laughs> of years around the world and a lot of those things. And, and look, I'm of Irish heritage. As am I. As you are as well. And, you know, there's a lot of people who you might want to term Irish Twitter. And that was a great hashtag yesterday who just simply went off. Yeah. It was, I like, mean, it was like Ding Dong and the Witch is Dead. And it was like, did you see the soccer chant? No, I missed that one. Lizzie's dead. She's in a box. Lizzie's in a box. Lizzie's in a box. Oh, my God. I'll, I will share the tweet the coach bonos podcast but uh twitter page but it was the troubles were a fucked up period it is it is and but what i will say in her defense is that she was someone particularly you kind of said this alluded to this who very much evolved yes and because of that evolution and we see this in a lot of culture right now Mm-hmm. nothing's taken with nuance anymore that no one's allowed to evolve like is there some things that i'm sure she regretted that she did earlier in her earlier as a queen maybe yeah is there certain certain things that maybe she's held responsible for that other people did probably mm-hmm. but it's also goes back to and i was thinking about this in this sphere so bear with me it's a little bit of a point here a little, little wide ranging i was thinking of something i was listening to an interview this was last week with nick often Okay. Nick Offerman, the comedian, the actor. Otherwise known as Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson from Park and Rex. He was on Sarah Spain's podcast. If you, I, I am secretly, not even secretly, I am in love with Sarah Spain. (laughs) That is, I absolutely adore Sarah Spain. That's what she said with Sarah Spain is one of the best podcasts out there. And he's on there with her. And he mentions that one thing that's a problem in comedy right now is nuance mm-hmm. we can't be funny anymore yeah and i thought of that because like the chant at the at the irish soccer game yesterday lizzie's in a box she's in a box lizzie's in a box that's horrible but it's funny at the same time there's nuance it's sometimes we can look at things and we need to be able to look at things and say okay yeah, something's funny, but there's nuance involved. And I think it's we have to think about it in a lot of things. It it talks, it's about evolution. Look, I'm a different cat at 46 years old than I was at 25 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm much more liberal now. I'm much more what some people will call woke than I was certainly back then. And I am now even more so than 10 years ago. And what I can say is that I can still appreciate a good dirty joke. Sure. A good inappropriate joke. 
It's about nuance. It's about what is the intention. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not all, if I make a joke about the Queen of England dying, you know, the joke I made yesterday was, you know what the most impressive part of, of the Queen lived in 96 was? She survived the hit in 1989 when Reggie Jackson tried to kill her in the naked gun. Yeah. Okay. You know, it kind of funny, but it's nuanced. You know, it's making light of a, of a person dying, but it's just saying, hey, let's have a giggle. I'm not intending to make fun of the person to where I'm saying she's a horrible person. I'm saying, hey, it's, it, 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 God bless her. 96, I mean, you know, and, and lived a great life. Okay. Well, absolutely. And I will say there are some valid complaints. There are very, very valid complaints of things that she signed off on and sure. did. And people, there was a statement from a political party, the opposition party in Nigeria, that was like, yep, I hope she burns in hell. Yeah. Essentially. And again, that's not my lived experience. I didn't have to deal with a genocide. I allow them their space to deal with it as they choose. That is so well put. I love the way you said that. The way you said it's not my experience. And it doesn't mean we can't be sympathetic to both sides. Yeah. Because anyone that says, and again, genocide, anything, God knows that's something. And I'm not as educated on the subject. So I'm not going to come in and hold one person to a, to a flame and say, you can't sure. feel that way. But what I am going to say is that there's nuance. Yeah. There's life experience and how you see it. You know, yeah. I've always made the joke of, hey, look, when I die, my friends better not be crying. Y'all better be drinking back some beers and having a good time like this. Some bitch was fun. <laughs> you know, he was at live nothing else. He was fun. Mm-hmm. You know, preach me, appreciate me for that and not right. for the fact that I became more liberal as I got older and hate Donald Trump. Right. You know, that's not exactly who I am. I mean, it's it is what I believe, but that's different than who I am. Sure. Because and, and I just that word nuance meant a lot to me. And I, and it, I thought of it in that in that way yesterday because yeah. I thought some of the jokes on Twitter were fucking hysterical oh hilarious they were hilarious and a lot of it had to do with some atrocities that frankly the uk and the queen and people before the queen they've been guilty of and mm-hmm. and she's had a hand in and but to your point no one is just one thing that's right yeah but i also understand there's a million people mourning the queen right now yeah I understand that and people, there are people who love the fucking monarchy. Hey, the thing I don't like is how those people treated Meghan Markle. And continue to do so. And continue to do so, yeah. And, and I, it's my belief that a lot of that is because she's, you know, African-American. Yep. You know, and that, yeah. So I, I wanted to talk a little bit about that because I knew we'd be able to have a good conversation. Because sure. there are times where, like, I know I've made jokes and you've given me that look like, come on, <laughs> you know, you're better than that. And it's not that I'm better than that. It's that there's a nuance. Yeah. And it is a life experience. Now, I try to be, I have tried, I think the older I get, the better I'm getting at trying to look through someone's eyes. Mm-hmm. 
we can't really do it. I can't see through your eyes, through my wife's eyes, through my neighbor's eyes, my son or anyone else. I can only see through mine. I can empathize. Yes. And that's what I'm trying to do at this point is I'm trying to see what all sides are. But at the same time, it's not like it's a member of my family where I have to be all sad about it. Oh, no, absolutely. Say, hey, let's have some fun with this at the same time and give somebody their proper respect. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's been interesting, you know, talking with Nicholas. He's nearly 13 and he was just like, the first three pages of my TikTok this morning are still the queen. Why do yeah. people care about her? And I'm like, it's yeah, Peyton, weird. Peyton was, I was talking about it briefly yesterday in my office. He was, he was yeah. here doing running a couple of errands for me. And he says, I don't really understand. And I said, well, it, it, here's what you got to know. And, and, you know, for kids now, they don't realize it because there's been no changes in their lifetime about this. Yeah. Yeah, there's been no changes in our lifetime about it. Yeah, in our parents' remember, lifetime. <laughs> yeah, but we are old enough to remember Diane. Yes. And how she was, you know, universally respected. Yes. And then what happened with her. I mean, not just her tragic death, but how she was treated. Yep. On the way out. Yeah. And that was something that was held against Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Now King Charles. Yeah. He's King Charles the third. I'm not going to get used to saying that for any time period. Oh, no, I'll just call him Charles because I don't care. You know, I don't like calling anybody king except for Jerry Lawler. <laughs> the only, look, there's only a couple of kings in this world. Jerry Lawler and wrestling and Elvis. I mean, about it. There you go. Maybe King Kong Bundy. <laughs> you know, but that, you know, King Kong, that's another king. I, I oh, yeah. That, you know. By the way, that reminds me, I watched, you know, I was sick at home. I'm in the basement the whole time because... I don't want to get anybody in the house. We tested Jen. Jen was gone when I COVID. She was in New York, right. US Open. Uh, we tested Peyton the first night. No symptoms, no issues. We just stayed away from each other for a few days. And one day I'm watching TV, kind of just half watching. Yep. And I was watching something on HBO. I just left it on HBO. And that stupid Kong versus Godzilla movie came on. Oh. Have you watched that? No. When it came out during COVID, it was like one of the, it was one of the first movies that instead of going to the theaters went to HBO Max. Uh-huh. I watched it. I turned it off about halfway through, so it was just god awful. Yeah, I was so sick last week. I was like, I guess I'll just watch the rest of this and see. What <laughs> I oh God, I see why I turned it off. God, it was fucking awful, 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 awful. So yeah. Um. I didn't see something else last night. Did you see the commercials for the new Knives Out movie? Yes. Are you a fan of Knives Out? Did you like that movie? Yes. I love that movie. I knew they were making a new one. I love yeah. Daniel Craig is my favorite actor. So uh, I, I love James Bond. I love him. I love his accent in that movie. So bad. Um, it, but it's a new one coming out. Yeah. Uh, I love Ryan Johnson for what he did. I love the movie yeah. Clue. Yes. Oh, God. That's such a great underrated, the original Clue movie. Yeah. yeah. The 80s is so good. It's so good. And he is a huge fan of it. And so I'm very excited to see the new movie. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I was glad that those previews were yeah. airing last night. Yeah. So I, I haven't watched the full trailer yet, but I did see the previews and I'm like, I will definitely be catching that on Netflix. And uh, it's also got Dave Batista, which I'm a wrestling fan, so I like Batista, but I like his acting. 
Yeah. I think he's a really good actor, not just as Drax. I mean, I think most everything he's been in, he's been good. He's got good comedic timing, surprisingly. He does. And so I think he'll be funny. I saw the piece where he's like walking around in a Speedo, the gun. Yeah, <laughs> and pulls out that gun from a Speedo. Yeah. I was like, I, at first, I thought he pulled something else out. Exactly. <laughs> on, on, on a wrestling Twitter, there's a lot of talk about Dave Batista. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You can search that out. Okay. I think you'll be happy with what you'd find out. There you go. I hear it's massive. I wouldn't want to be hitting the head with it, is what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I thought that was, uh, that looks like it's going to be great, too. So, um, I really, we're going to keep this kind of short today. I wanted to get into a little bit of football and get into a little bit of this and that and the Queen stuff. I appreciate you going down that road with me a little bit. Yeah. Um, you got Nicholas's package? I did. So um, he will be opening that when he gets home from school and we'll see what kind of goodies Uncle Bo sent along the way. Yeah. So cleaning out some of the memorabilia collection. I had a couple of things. I thought the little guy mattered. He's not little. I say no. little guy because I was so used to calling Peyton little guy. Yeah. But Nicholas is, you know, you know what I love about him? Huh? One, he has your personality. He's not, he's cool. But I love his hair. I'm so jealous of his hair. <laughs> oh, my God. Like you see, I got a haircut this week. Mm-hmm. I hadn't got a haircut in two months before this week, and I was like, last weekend I had to like pull it back and this, and I throw a ball cap on because you know I don't, I don't really deal with having longer hair. Yeah, I keep wanting to grow it longer because I uh-huh. think I would look all right with it, but I just can't manage it. Mm-hmm. And then I just, I'm jealous of people who have nice, of guys who have nice looking long hair. He loves the the bouffant thing that he's got going on up top. Yeah, so. yeah, and I'm sure the girls his age like it as well. I don't know. I'll just ignore that for the time being. <laughs> you won't be able to ignore it much longer. I know it's coming. Yeah, um, I'll tell you a couple stories offline only because Peyton is now a listener to the podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to embarrass him on here. Oh, so hey. Um, I want to get out of here on that. I want to keep this nice and short today. I'm also still trying to recover my voice completely. So for sure. And I uh, do all that. So uh, we're also taping Friday morning, Friday afternoon. We're trying to get this thing out on Friday. So uh, I appreciate you coming in. Uh, I also want to send a shout out to Tyler Jones and everybody at Studio Soapbox for all they do behind the scenes. Uh, if you are on our Twitter, you will see I shared Studio Soapbox just has our, just released the full uh, schedule of all the podcasts for Studio Soapbox. Did you see it? I retweeted it last night. I did not. I missed it. You are now listed as the co-host with me on Fridays. Oh, wow. It's the Coach Bono show with Ellen Wing. Yeah. I feel fancy. Yes. So it's uh, we are the we are the bookends. We are Monday and Friday with the other guys with David Starr and the, and, uh, the NASCAR stuff on, on Wednesday. Tyler Jones on Thursday. Luke Slaybaugh on Wednesday with Raw Tools. The Bevo Boys on Tuesdays are back. So check them all out on the Studio Soapbox Network. They're all really good podcasts. And I'm going to be doing a guest spot, I think, on Bevo Boys in a couple weeks. I'm going to try to do it next week after they get murdered by Alabama. <laughs> and then go on there and let them know that LSU is coming for them next year. There you go. So, hey, but uh, we want to say thank you to everybody who's listening as well. Uh, don't forget to rate us and review us. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast, we appreciate every five-star review. Until Monday, I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. That is Ellen Wingington. And we will hope you have a great weekend. Remember, your time tokens are non-refundable. Have a great weekend.
Take care, everybody.